When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 425 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. And every 10 episodes, when I say that, it rhymes. And this is one of those episodes. Wow. That's I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by good friends. To my right, David Dylan Duncan Bray. You got that right. And to the left, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr., a.k.a. The Wrestling Nomad, at Wrestling Nomad on Twitter and something else on Instagram. How are we doing today, boys? Also, the wrestling nomad on Instagram. Perfect. Yeah. Wow. Great branding by you. Tremendous Good switching branding. it up. Speaking of switching it up, segue time. Jaden wow. Ironman in the portal. Go right into it. Yeah, yeah, right into it. Man. No cold openings well, today. Well, I, I saw that. I saw that my opportunity when he said switch. Yeah. And I, I was already yeah. thinking about you with the switch. Mm-hmm. And Jaden Ironman wants to switch schools. Mm-hmm. So Bennett, Missouri. He's currently Olympic redshirting. He's a three-time All-American at uh, 141 pounds for Coach Smith's Tigers, and he's leaving. He's going somewhere else. He's kind of born and raised Columbia, right? Um, mm-hmm. Been there his whole life. Yeah. And now for his senior year, and what uh, what he basically <coughs> said, if you haven't heard his interview with Bader, I encourage you to check that out. Bader got on the horn with him. And um, I don't know if it's the horn, if it's Skype. When is it the horn? We'll we'll know next week if if that was on the horn. But they spoke with each other over video chat. And basically, Jaden revealed, hey, I'm looking for RTC someplace I can train long term. And as I pursue my international career of being a um, world and Olympic champion, he just didn't feel like that was there in Missouri. So the obvious questions are, where is he going to go? Yeah. Where is he looking? And... He says he knows where he wants to go in the thing. He's like, I know where I want to go. Biggest He's like, of all I know time. what it's going to be. And Bader's like, can you tell so. me? Yeah. <laughs> so I can ask the next question, Jaden, or you can just – I think you could read my mind, buddy. I think you know what I'm going to ask. But. I appreciated Bader circling back to that question a yeah. couple times. Hey, are you sure you can't just, like, tell us? Tell us? What would, yeah. be, the, what would be the harm in that? You know, we got, you know, high school eighth graders committing to – schools why can't you just say yeah. where you definitely want to go yeah uh so um want to throw out a short list of schools so he didn't give a school list no list to bader or anyone that i'm aware of i'd never got one but being that it is rtc related we have to assume it's a pretty small list and ones that are that have successful guys on the senior level. Mm-hmm. So that would be the usual suspects of, say, Penn State, Iowa, Oklahoma State, Ohio State, as far as guys right at the top. And then maybe Arizona State could be thrown in there as well. well Iowa ne- State could be thrown in there as well. And I thought about Nebraska. His, yep. dad, uh, well, his Mike, dad was an All-American Mike there. went there. Yeah, so a lot of good options. You know, the other thing he said was that this – the school he wants to go to is a school that he was a, a fan of, like, in childhood. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, who was good when 
he was a child and also like any of those options i think remains on the table um mm-hmm. but yeah you know, i don't know feels like maybe closer to that region makes the, more sense the only one that would potentially not rule out just based on that statement alone he still could end up going there maybe is arizona state yeah sure sure i think he's going to iowa you think that's the the clubhouse leader? I think that's the clubhouse leader. What makes you say that? Um, th- there have been just some Iowa things with Jaden and mm. maybe Mike a little bit going back. Just a um, somewhat of a educated guess, I guess at, at this point. Um, I think it makes sense. I think the if you go back to his recruiting. You know, he he had offers from Penn State and Iowa, so we talked about this was a school mm-hmm. that was in the mix. Obviously, Penn State has to be strongly – even if Jaden's not considering it, Penn State's not considering it right now, you have to say that school because yeah. they're just – they're in on yeah. anyone. You and, know? and so as far as the being a fan of them as a child, right, Missouri's right yeah. near Iowa. Now, obviously, Columbia raised. I'm sure Tigers also were a huge part of that. Um, but that would that would make sense geographically with being a fan of them. If you're looking down the road in terms of everything they made sound from from what he said to Bader is this is a f- at least a four year move, right? I'm gonna yeah. be there for my senior year, 2021, and then that whole Olympic quad, which would to me potentially rule out Penn State in the sense of Zane, right? Could, mm-hmm. Does does he want to train with the g- guy who's number one at this time? Mm-hmm. So. I would say, in that sense, I was more likely than Penn State. What about Oklahoma State? Any any chance Oklahoma State's in the mix? That one is that one was the one that was the most fascinating to me. I don't know, I don't know how he fits in with their coaches there. He's partied pretty hard in Stillwater after being right. Dean Heil. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Flex. if he burned any bridges, but. Uh, it's de- it would definitely be a uh, quite an acclamation sure. return. Sure, he's a he's a swashbuckler. Mm-hmm. After yes. he wins, he uh, he lets it known. I I think with Oklahoma State with the with the RTC component, you know that's a an area where w- what is their situation going to be like moving forward long term. Obviously, Oklahoma State's always going to be a great place to train and if you have Olympic aspirations. But in terms of the infrastructure, is that what he's looking for necessarily? I don't know. Now. With the so again with the RTC thing, um, looking forward, if this is, if this is potentially the nearing the end of James Green and Jordan Burroughs' careers, yeah. could there be more money opening up? <clears throat> yep. Now obviously they're not allowed to discuss that with him, but just being able to read the tea leaves as he can go, okay, well these guys aren't going to be there too terribly much longer. Could there be more money opening up for me? And again, uh, his father wrestled there, so. That and of course they're a little bit farther than Iowa City, but that's also still relatively close to to his home. The it, it was interesting to hear. It's a quick cyber. It's interesting to hear him say uh, it was very important for him to wrestle in front of his grandfather. Yeah. And then when he passed away, things changed. So, mm-hmm. and obviously this isn't a spur of the moment decision, as he said, but it, it sounds like this has kind of been um, in motion maybe since then because he announced it. He announced his Olympic redshirt. The day before NCAA's, right? Yeah. Were we in? Were, we, were we were like in, driving the. We were in a vehicle driving in Pittsburgh. Remember when we were all crammed? <laughs> yeah. And there was. Hmm, I'm like on top of CP. We were like in this. a in a like a Jeep. Mm-hmm. And it was one, two, or at least six or seven of us. I 
either you sat on my lap or I sat. It was yeah. tight quarters. Wow. So heart don't forget something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's when he announced it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then Ohio State. Now that I'm having a hard time picturing him in an Ohio State singlet. I don't know why. Um, but think deeply. The, the thought of work him and Sasso yeah. <laughs> working together makes me oh very excited. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't shoot. Either of you. Just trust me. <laughs> they just stay there looking at each other for six minutes. Yeah. So based on that, hmm. I mean, you know, obviously that family, ha- the Ironman family has roots now in Columbia. Um, Mike Ironman, right? He's got Ironman Elite. Uh, is he, you know, is he open to relocating and moving, do you think? Like, is that is that something where, um, you know, he, he thinks about uh, – not you know obviously that's not part of the you know shouldn't be right maybe part of the right. like official recruiting process but uh you know we've seen mike ironman coach at the olympics like he's you know had huge influence in a lot of a lot of top guys careers um you know he helped Askren kind of ascend he uh has worked with jaden cox for basically cox's entire yeah. life uh is he you know is is does, does this mean mike ironman moves somewhere too or no no way man if i I mean, I've said it a couple times on the show that I don't, I don't know what has prohibited this from happening. But if I was a D1 program, I would want Mike Ironman around that program. I think his track record of development and working with guys—you you hear what Jaden Cox has said about him, Ben Askren, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Willie Miklas. I, I just think, you know, m- maybe there's 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 reasons, but. I think Mike Ironman is tremendous, and if you if you get him around your program, he has so much to offer. And I think he's just kind of a change up from conventional thinking, and uh, I think that goes a long way. When with college wrestling and wrestling coaches, they've done a lot of things a certain way, and it's even though everyone John Smith and Tom Brands and Kale Sanderson, they're all very different. Like I think he just adds this like change up curveball mm-hmm. there's a pitching there's a baseball <laughs> pitching reference here yeah somewhere um knuckle curve that that <laughs> mike ironman's gonna bring slider ephus oh maybe yeah. but so with that i think i think ironman is much better suited as an rtc coach i think he's much better mm-hmm. suited on the uh maybe working with guys individual end as opposed to maybe being an assistant coach at the collegiate level yeah and there's so then there's two things there number one Jaden discussed in his interview with Bader that it sounds like not they're going their separate ways, like they're never gonna see each other again, but that this is unrelated to anything that's gonna happen with Mike going forward. Okay. If yeah. he's even gonna leave Columbia at all, which he's like a little outside Columbia. But number two, there's new RTC regulations where a a prospective student athlete, which Jaden is now is uh, Jaden now is as a transferring athlete, uh, the RTC cannot hire anyone with a direct relationship to that person for two years. Okay. So okay. it seems as though they're going to be totally unrelated things. At least for two years. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess one year because he only has one year left. But still, it, it it sounds like they're going to be totally unrelated. Okay. So this is just going to be a Jaden decision, a Jaden freestyle-based decision, RTC-based decision. So what I'm wondering is a, c- a couple things. Where my mind went for next year Jaden Ironman, what weight does he go? And based on what weight does he go, does that determine his choice? Like, if he goes, I think we've speculated he would move up. I, I very much think that 
um, he should be open to moving up, both in terms of being able to win an NCAA title, and you know, with 141, 149, whichever is easier. Yeah. Um, not that he's run away from anybody, but just he wants an NCAA title. And then, right, for to fit into a lineup, he's, if he's going to a program with strong RTC, then he's definitely going to a program that has a chance to win mm-hmm. at the very least a team trophy. So, yeah, I think he should be very open to going up. Yeah. And if, the, you know, and if, if there is consideration for 149, like that would be a really great fit at Iowa, right? I mean, yeah. they, they're going to be loaded those first three weights, but uh, Lugo graduating the timing next year, Iowa lineup. I mean, if that's what happens, that would be it'd be outstanding. That would be perfect, and you don't run into a, a DeSanto, Teasdale, mm-hmm. Murin thing with with those guys. So yeah. they'd still have to figure that out, but then he'd just be forty nine on that island. Uh, Penn State, which again we're saying, and I agree that I was a more logical destination than Penn State, but he'd probably be forty nine there. Yeah, if he was, if it's Ohio State, it would be more likely as a forty one. Mm-hmm. Replacing Pletcher and Sasso staying up at forty nine, um, and then Nebraska. He could go forty nine there. Yeah, because Kevon uh, could redshirt. Well, it depends on depends on if they roll Kevon out right away. Oh, I thought that yeah. was I thought that was basically assumed he was going right away. Yeah, that's so. That's the, I mean, we'll find out tonight, right? They got or maybe tonight they have they have Nebraska duels. By the end of this right year, away. we will know if Kevon redshirted. If yeah, and it, and yeah, yeah, but yet yeah, Nebraska might not make the most sense lineup wise, with Chad Red Chad having Red. another year, and then figuring out what they need to do with Kevon. Well, but it would probably more likely be well. I guess it I think depends it makes on, plenty of sense. It, it depends on how big Chad Red gets, I guess. It, if Jaden Ironman is interested in your program, like figured you, out, you're gonna figure it sure. out. Yeah, you know, Chad can be skinny one more year, or <laughs> skinny which will Chad be his last year. Um, or Jaden can go down to 41 and yeah. 49. At, I think I don't see any issue there for – I like the idea of those two rolling around every day. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Again, but no one's going to shoot. Sure. It's going to be terrible. But when someone does, when someone tricks someone into shooting, it will be – And then with Oklahoma State – Boo has <sighs> infinite years. <laughs> so, right. Boo's theoretically done this year. But with Cade Brock coming back and Dayton Fix coming Ooh, back. We'll get a year back, though, won't he? Isn't he owed another? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's applied for it. Okay. But currently on the roster, he's listed as a senior. So let's operate yeah. as though he's a senior. Yeah. Um, then he would probably more likely be a 49. But mm-hmm. then they still got to figure out Cade and G Feller. So maybe Oklahoma State, and then maybe money-wise, right? It depends on how much money they have tied up in those guys. Maybe they don't make a whole lot of sense. There, you know, there was one time a three-time All-American for Missouri that transferred to a school not so long ago, and he went to Iowa State. Hmm. Young Willie Mickless. Willie Mickless. Yep. Willie. What is Jaden's relationship with Willie Mickless? Um, his, I former probably, teammate. Probably fine. Well, I know. I'm what just do saying, you mean? Well, I'm just saying. <clears throat> is is it? You know, just they were teammates and they were closer. Yeah, or is they, it they are, are like tight, best yeah. friends? No, I'm just saying. There's a you know, it's, it's happened once before. It's definitely yeah. different circumstances, but. I mean, yeah, if if the proximity to family is is really, really important, right? I mean, those Iowa and Iowa State are both like fairly close options, right? Mm. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. So for Iowa State, uh, Jared Dagan's a junior, Parker's junior, 
you know, Parker's we, still just a junior. Could we see Gomez moving up? Yeah. Wow. If, Parker was. Yep. Parker's junior. And I, Gomez is, is a sophomore. Is Dagan like eventually going to go up and Carr eventually going to go up? Is that Derek so Dagan at forty nine feels like a crime against humanity? But <laughs> he was a forty one. Yeah. I can't even remember that. Pretty sure he was thirty eight Fargo senior year, forty one as a freshman, now forty nine. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, I, I guess it would depend on the progression of chase straw but you would have to assume that Carr, david Carr, would be able to kind of dictate that yeah so if you were to go there he would probably be a 49 and then have dagan move up to 57 and Carr move up to 65 so he fits in at a lot of these places lineup wise which yeah. now just made it a whole lot harder to predict you know what i'm here for a daggone jaden ironman brock Mahler ncaa final Something oh, crazy man. like that how about yeah. that yeah Ironman elites, former teammates mm. on multiple levels, wrestling each other. Those guys must have had some crazy roles in oh, that yeah. Ironman room. Man, Jamie's what two years older. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be some serious Big Brother stuff probably going on there. It's, you it's, have to figure at least. Yeah, but Brock's a beast. Brock's a true yeah. sophomore, and Jane's a true would be true senior. Right. If yeah. Jaden was Jaden Jaden Redshirt. Did he redshirt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have to make sense. Okay, so he's three years older. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so yeah, then the Big Brother stuff is definitely <clears throat> in potential there. Um, geographically, well, this freaking, the geographics. <clears throat> this freaking frog in my throat won't go away. Since yesterday. Wow. Geographically, lineup-wise and RTC-wise, it's looking like Hawkeyes. What about geologically? Mm. I don't know what the uh, – Great soil. <clears throat> yeah, the TikTok plates are like – yeah, Iowa City. Right, well, maybe that's for next Tuesday's issue. So that's Jaden Ironman. Um, don't know the status of when we'll get resolution. Maybe it'll be a quick turnaround. Maybe we'll know today. Who knows? So he entered the portal yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now he is allowed to – so now he's allowed – and coaches are allowed to contact him and all that. He is allowed to take visits again as a transferring athlete. So this – and because he's training for, you know – Olympic trials. This could be a protracted process, but if he says he knows where he wants to go, and is just yeah, what what are you can, waiting for? Both parties can now contact him. No, no, what about this? If he decides he wants to go to say Iowa, they make that decision now. Can he go train at that RTC tomorrow? That's what I was gonna ask. Yes, he's not. So no. he would wherever Why, he's then, gonna go. He's gonna be training there for whenever till after he decides to go there. And then, but he is going to finish out his Olympic year, so he's not going to re- he's not going to wrestle second semester. Right. For well, yeah, but, but where's he yes, live? he will you be. Know, where's he going to train? Yeah. He will be uh, training there, Man. and he's not enrolled in classes right now at Missouri as part of the Olympic red shirt. Yeah, so that frees him up to an even Got greater it. degree. Okay, so that's Jaden. Man, also massive. Dump. Someone asked, yeah, that could that could be one that tips the team race like. McKenna nearly did for Ohio State back yeah. when uh, he transferred from Stanford to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. The points he scored almost made it enough for for them to take out Penn State in the greatest team race that there has ever been. Also, I thought about this. You know how things occur to you later? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, George Costanza with the jerk store bit. You know, they just don't come to you right away. I was thinking about the, the best guys that didn't pan out. Chris Phillips was one that should have been mentioned towards the top of the list. That guy was so dang good. Yeah. Um, I mean, what he did. Freshman Ironman, 171, beat Brian Roddy, 
smashed Brian Roddy, beat all these good dudes, um, and then just kind of like throughout his career just sort of didn't really improve. He lost to Ed Ruth at, at Iron Man. So he thought he was going to be this transcendent thing and then kind of went and then he committed to NC State and then didn't last there and then that was kind of it, right? So that was too bad. And another um, – Oh, who was the Graham kid? Felipe Martinez. Felipe Martinez. Got big. You want to talk about, well, he left Graham. You know, he got out of that system. And yeah. That, that to me, just shows the power of coaching and programs mm-hmm. and stuff that that um, he could be that, you know, as good as he was. He beat he beat Tony Ramos as, like, a young yep. guy. And then, you know, to, he moved and then he got big and – didn't really materialize in college, but the talent that guy had was was out of control. Yeah, Felipe Martinez was the truth in high school. And now you just got me thinking about that Monroeville group in general. Cam Tassari. Logan obviously reached his potential. Hunter never got to, not because of anything wrong he did, his just body fell apart. Yeah. He was, so he got, what, two All-American finishes? Two, and um, yeah, he was two for two. I mean, he was in the semis as a true freshman. He beat Kellen Russell that year. He beat basically everyone that year. Right. Yeah. So pretty hit, sure he beat Montel Marion. That sounds Man. about right. I and did then, beat Montel Marion and Kellen Russell as a true freshman. We can look it up. So you had Logan Steber, who did everything you could possibly do, four-time NCAA champ, world champ, multiple-time world team member. And then you had Hunter, who had injuries and was still two-time AA. And then you had uh, – now, Tassari, I believe, still made like an NAIA final. And then I don't know he, yeah, and how he many was, career he was, college matches Chris Phillips wrestled at all. Tassari was also an All-American the year he was at Ohio State, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. D1. Yeah. Yeah. So just like a interesting progression of those those four. Yeah. That, he beat him. He beat him 4-2. Beat that, man, what a program that – like small small school program. Yeah. Unbelievable. Monroeville 4. That's crazy. Yeah. Four four-time uh, state champs. Pretty crazy. Okay, so <clears throat> that was a quick little return to a, a good question. Now <laughs> – Weekend is upon us. What a weekend it's going to be. Um, starting with what uh, tomorrow? The one they call Nomad. What do we got? So tomorrow we only have... Plan their weekends. This is one. Yeah. This is where you kind of shine. Yeah, you so tell people <coughs> when to wake up, when to run an errand, work out. Yes. Tomorrow we have North Carolina at Michigan mm-hmm. on Flow. And then, we, and then there's also Wisconsin at Edinburgh live on Flow. So... Both of those more are more Seth Gross. Yeah, more Seth Gross. We unfortunately will not get uh, Austin O'Connor. Yeah, who has a broken arm, which that kind of stinks. But not many, you know. For as brutal as wrestling is, that's not a very common injury. A broken arm. Yeah. Has he been rollerblading? Oh no! Without oh, no. telling anyone? Oh no! That would never happen to someone <coughs> in the triangle area. Yeah, I mean that's a big yeah, one rank wrestler, dude. There's a lot of at one forty nine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. A lot of rollerblading. A lot of rollerblading injuries in that state with 149 pounders. Who are ranked number one. Ugh. Awful. Wow. Dang it. They they strike again. So yeah, not many broken arms. A lot of shoulder stuff, a lot of knee stuff. I guess it's good. You know, it's better than the alternative. Hopefully yeah. he's back soon. I don't know when he broke his arm relative to his return. Yeah. I also I think relatively that is not a thing that holds guys out for it's not like tearing ACL where you're gonna, you're just out for months. Yeah, yeah. he it's he's gonna have to heal it, but he'll be back in whatever 
amount of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll have North Carolina versus Michigan, so we'll get to see more of Mason Paris. We'll mm-hmm. get to see, uh, you know, Kennedy Monday. We'll get to see um, a lot of good lightweights. Yeah. Uh, Assad still coming down. They have him listed as probable 33, so could he be very light there? Oh, that'll be fun. That's that's nothing more fun than weighing in super light against <laughs> six pounds under one really good. Yeah, Jamie Hernandez. Yeah, and, although Jamie didn't have uh, his Southeast Open wasn't wasn't uh, super inspirational, right? He had he took a loss there that kind of surprised me. I thought he would probably win that. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing about you know the intrigue around this duel is you have a lot of these guys kind of making their way into the the starting lineup for the first time that have a lot of potential, a lot of promise that's the question is like what are these guys going to look like and so yeah to see hernandez you know the southeast open not maybe uh he lost a heart from missouri but especially these first year starters like from week to week you can see a lot of ups and downs and so that's mm-hmm. that's one of the things i'm really excited about with this duel is what are these these first time starters going to look like especially that that opening set of three guys for north carolina right so you'll have um melendez uh, and then Hernandez, who's a sophomore, but it's his first year kind of being the guy yeah. yep. at 33. And then Sherman, who's going to be the, the guy at 41. I like those guys. So, that, I mean, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good starting three. And then when you get O'Connor back in the lineup, you know, hopefully your North Carolina's rolling at those, those yeah. lower weights. But. And they have some good depth in terms of guys challenging them and pushing them. So, right, they're going to be able to, to kind of set the tone. Uh, another one for, for Michigan – Will Luan, yeah. ranked number eight. Jelani Embry, number 14. He had a very good Michigan State Open making the final. So the kind of as it's getting to the back half, we might see Michigan potentially be able to get some bonus there. Yeah. And then obviously it's home for them. But, yeah, the two duels on Friday, the only two duels on Friday in Division One are both on flow. Yeah. So we, you got to show people. CP, did you know that uh, you can watch two duels at the same time? Little, little Apple functionality. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's you, know. you aware of this? What do you mean? Yeah, like yeah, like this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, was completely because he was watching the Cowboy Open and listen. what else are you? Yeah, watching? we have a new live. Uh, We're watching the Rutgers situation. duels and the yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Pull up your you know pull up two tabs if you're on a MacBook right and then uh, do this do the split screen and watch watch both matches. That's what I, that's how I would handle your Friday night. I like to go. They both Roku. start at six p.m. I like to go one match on the Roku and one match on. The laptop. That's or good. you could go one match on the Roku, one match on the app. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that will be good. Will Luan is really interesting to me. He's a guy last year that, like, had real ups and downs. I mean, mm-hmm. knocked off his teammate Alec Pantelio, but that's a good win, whether it's your teammate or not. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you know, had other, like, drops some matches that you would not expect him to. Um, Clearing. Yeah, he got he had he got I think a, a little, he was a little bit in the shadows of the Michigan State Open just because Kendall Coleman looks so good yeah. at that weight. KC Stampede. KC Stampede. <laughs> but um, every tournament he enters has to be called the KC Stampede. Wow, trademark. Legally obligated now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he Will Luan also had a couple ranked wins at the Michigan State Open, right? He knocked off Justin Thomas and uh, Tela Romani, and that's what's got him up to number eight. He was like 22 or 23 starting the week, and he jumped all those spots. So, um, yeah, even though he, like, didn't win that tournament, still had a really good showing. And so, for me, I'm interested, like, will we see consistency out of Luan this year? And he's he's wrestling A.C. Headley 
this weekend, which is a weird, it's a weird match. Crazy that Headley's up at 57. It's crazy that Headley's up at 57. Um, but Headley, like, he's a tough out no matter what. So mm. that'll be, I, I don't know. I'm I'm really circling that match. Finally senior, too. It's, it's, some of these guys, it seems like their careers have kind of gone by pretty quickly. Yeah. So. But that is your, <clears throat> that's your Friday. Uh, Saturday, we have Mountaineer Invite on Flow. And then which Mountaineers are we talking here? Oh, yes. I'm yeah. sorry. That is a good don't, point. Yeah, that is a good point. Bracky's going to start getting all excited. And we're yeah. like, Kyle. It is um, App State Mountaineers. Mm-hmm. So it looks like we got Air Force, App State, Central Michigan, Duke, Gardner-Webb, Kent State, Oregon State. That's a bit of travel. Kent State, the, Oregon State. For the Beavers. So you can get a nice direct. They love Oregon. And <laughs> the other Mountaineers, West Virginia. Okay. And that'll be live on flow with uh, – yeah, that'll be live on flow with uh, brackets on arena, and then we got a whole bunch of a whole bunch of duels on on Saturday. Yeah, journeyman Campbell. Oh yeah, that's another one. So uh, Campbell Pitt also one I'm interested in, and then Saturday is journeyman duels. duels. When's the Virginia Tech Northwestern battle on the ball diamond? That yeah. is Duel on Sunday. The duel on the diamond. That's Sunday. So we'll have. German Collegiate Classic on Sunday. We'll have Stanford at Ohio State. We'll have Navy at Penn State. Uh, we don't have Northwestern at Virginia Tech, but they're wrestling on the baseball field. Got it. The duel on the diamond. I have no idea if that's what it is. It just seems like that's that what seems like what does. it should be. Yeah, that's ball field cool. battle. Base- so yeah, wow, baseball diamond. You can do some really interesting uh, promotions. So where where is where are we looking this weekend where we can have the biggest shakeups, the toughest matchups? Um, I feel like the journeyman field is going to be really really mm-hmm. tough. David, you've been working on that a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, I mean one forty one at the journeyman um, could be really interesting. We have uh, we have Chad Red who's going to be there. Dom Demas is going to be there. Um, both Jojo Aragona. Yeah, both Rutgers forty one pounders Lapari and Aragona are both going to be there. And so if those guys hit, um, you know that'd be interesting. Obviously those. That tournament. If you guys aren't familiar with the journeyman weekend, uh, it's 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 really in many ways designed for coaches. So as a as a spectator, you kind of have to know what you're watching to get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. So Saturday it's duels, right? It's a bunch of duels. We know the lineups um, and we know which teams are hitting each other. Those are already in the site. Sunday is the collegiate classic, and the way it's run is it's set for pools, and most pools are a group of six. And there are two pools of three in that group. And then the, whoever gets first in that group of three wrestles the guy that was first in the other half. Um, so it's kind of, you know, good for coaches, set number of matches. But they also kind of try to separate in some ways some some guys so that you're not hitting, like, three All-Americans in the same pool. Sure. So we don't know at this moment in time what all the matches will be. Um, but we do know. There is a possibility we could have Aragona, Demas, Red, Red. all in a similar group. Yes. And have co- They'll either hit each other or have comparable results. Sedarian Perry in there too. Sedarian Perry is in there. Um, yeah, so so that's 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 an exciting group. Where, where do we think JoJo is actually stacking up amongst these guys? I mean, Jude, to see him ball out at the Iowa City Duels that are in New Jersey. <laughs> I don't. You know, Iowa City Duels it, Piscataway edition. Yeah, Piscataway edition. I don't know what what exactly that means. Can he I, go with a Dom Demas, a Chad Red? I I don't know. I, that's that's the question for me. But what like I think is unquestionable is that that guy is extremely confident in himself. Mm-hmm. He like he wrestles like an alpha. Like he. Yeah. I mean, we you know we joked about the mat return thing, but he is just he's so. Um, aware of positions where he can assert his will 
over other guys. And so, um, you know, a match, a potential match between Aragona and Demas in particular, I think is really interesting. Demas does unconventional things. He's, you know, he's a thrower and um, creates a ton of action. Aragona, you know, it, can he get on top and like return Demas a bunch of times and take some life out of him? I don't know, but I, I gotta see that. Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. I feel like Chad versus Aragona is interesting because Aragona is gonna attack. He's got a lot of good stuff offensively, but Chad is so good at yep. dive rolling around and <clears throat> scrambling and cradling you up off your own attack. I feel like I feel like Aragona's days are coming, but. I think he's going to – I think the matchups are not so perfect for him, right? I think he's going to learn some lessons. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, by the time Big Ten season rolls around, it could be a different thing. But I think, you know, him versus Chad, I think that's a tough matchup right now. But one thing with Chad, or at least he's in Chad Red, has been different things, right? It was last year that he took a loss at Journeyman. I feel on. like it was yeah. more than one. But, yeah, he, he definitely had some issues – Early on, I, I like that you use the word lessons. That was I was trying to think of a word for myself because that's exact. That's exactly where I'm at with Aragona, Demas, uh, athletically and stylistically good. Good test. Uh, Red again, athletically and stylistically a good test in terms of um, you know Demas gonna throw uh, inside trip at you. Red gonna uh, counter a lot of stuff, and then Sedarian Perry coming off a win over Real Woods at Southeast Open. We've seen him be previous All American, so yeah. I, I think. This is a great gauge for for Aragona. I don't know that it, he could very well go. I don't know how many of these guys he's going to hit, but he could very well go own three against these guys. However, the I don't think that's going to affect him too much mentally. No, and I think those coaches are going to do a good job of going. Hey, man, this this is like you're saying. This is the point of getting ready for this for this Big Ten schedule. So I'm betting he's if he has faced all those guys, he's going to go own three. Um, and so his ranking is still going to be a little ways off. Or he could win the whole thing and be like second. Yes, <laughs> that's that's the crazy thing. Well, right? Yeah, he, he would move up to. Uh, he probably yeah. If he beats Red <laughs> and Demas in the same weekend, the only thing is, could you move him above Lee? That's the only thing. Yeah, I'll do it. I, <laughs> I try and stop I know, me. I know, like I know, this isn't how we're supposed to think about like how successful a guy's going to be. But I just I like you know picture. Aragona and Anthony Ashnall sitting down and having a conversation about how they're going to beat these guys. And like, yeah. I'm just like, I believe it. I believe the imaginary conversation they're having in my head. Last year at Journeyman, he lost to, um, Red lost to Crevis and Finley. That's he what had, it was. He had yeah. four losses in November. He also lost to. He started the season Orson three and four. Store. Yeah. So he had, he had four losses in November, which, you know, you wouldn't expect. Is there also a little bit of, um, I'm not calling JoJo himself dumb, but like young dumb freshman, like uh, too stupid, like I don't know, I'm supposed to lose these matches. You know what I mean? Like, that could like be. what do you mean? Like I'm the guy. I'm JoJo is a is a great candidate for that mentality. <laughs> just like I'm like, better than these guys. Like, yeah. What do you mean? Like I'm I'm Aragona. It's number one in high school. I'm gonna be number one in college. Th- like. That's that's what I mean about you know and and he's the guys he's around are are not only really good but super confident, right? <laughs> like he's he's got Donnie Pritzloff in his ear. He's got yeah. he's got Anthony Ashnall in his ear and like. Those guys are not. I just feel like you go matches. out all excited to wrestle Dom Demas in your pin in like fourteen. And seconds. you're like, how did he do that? Yeah. You're like, you'd be like, I'll go up top with this guy. The next yeah. thing you know. <laughs> and where did it all go wrong, Coach? Yeah. You didn't tell me he could do that. You didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, Dom. Tom Demas. How many guys have made upper body throws baseline for their arsenal? <clears throat> Unbelievable. It's, it's like. 
it's so rare. It's one thing. It's like Dayton's got an inside trip, but he's got like sixty other things too. That's right. Up that, the inside that, trip. and that <laughs> are not necessarily upper body. Dom is just like he's got so many. And Dom does this like fake duck to the inside trip. Too. He's got all this crazy headlocks and trips and just regular throws and all this insanity. Like who makes that? That's another thing about could De- could say Demas headlock Aragona and it's six zero. And then the finals, eight six seven five. Maybe I don't know. I feel like Demas isn't like a, a fade guy. A guy. I don't think he is either. I'm just trying to think of. I feel like if Demas is up six zero, he'll he'll yeah, be able to just cruising. hang on. And yeah. Sit back and maybe be more dangerous. Demas seems like a guy too who's had like a a true progression in yes. his career where he's he's like lost some matches early on which is what you expect out of a young guy sure. and then the the more he wrestles and improves the less likely it feels that he's going to drop a close match like that he had some really good wins like late in the match at you know at the end of the season last year yeah um, so 65 is looking good yes. isaiah white josh shields demetrius romero yeah that's all five entered. six and seven in the country right there Dude. yeah i love demetrius romero i think he is a dog so tough. He's really good. He's, he's really big for the weight. He's too. beaten, I think, in the preview I wrote, he's beaten four All Americans in his career. Yeah, Massa, JoJo, twice. Styert, and one more I can't think of. Yeah, he. You know that that weight Maybe class. Maybe Rogers. Yeah, that that weight class um, in the in the Big Twelve, even those affiliate schools for years, has been like no days off. Where at some weight classes with the teams that happen to be, you Rinsen, know, Ashworth in there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's, you know, he was always head to head with like guys like Fogarty and Ashworth and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, uh, I'm trying to think South Dakota state had a good 65 for a little bit of time too. But, but yeah, he, I mean, that, he just was always testing himself against good guys, whether they were on the podium or just off. And, um, you know, he really, I think has risen through, through the ranks and it makes sense for him to be, to be a, all-American contender this year, and and this will be a great early season test for him. Heck yeah! With uh, with Nebraska, and obviously they're like heavily favored tonight, but just having to do weigh in, or yeah, tonight Thursday weigh in Thursday weigh in Sunday traveling across the country, could that affect a red a white early on in the season? And yeah, maybe because Shields to me is like steady Eddie. That guy has you know maybe one or two losses in his career where you're like why did he lose to that guy yeah but otherwise he beats everyone that he's supposed to beat and so because of that i'm kind of leaning shields right now as the guy that i see coming out out of this group i could yeah i could see i could see that i man isaiah white looked so good at the end of the year last year and if he's if he's where he was at the ncaa tournament i i feel like i favor him he just i do too he just like very solid in every position. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shields is too, though. I, when you prognosticate, I feel like it's always you, – you just assume the best version of all of them. I think <laughs> Isaiah White is the best of that bunch. Yeah. But he also, of that bunch, has the most variability in results. Mm-hmm. So with that, it can be very two-edged with Zay Zay so nice. 74, the battle for Lehigh Valley, Cutler versus Labriola. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Cutler currently in the Lehigh Valley, Labriola formerly. Mm-hmm. Formerly of. Yeah, I love that match. I think Labriola is going to have a hard time breaking through. Did we see that one last Cutler year? Cutler is so 
so tough to score on. Yeah. I, I don't think we did. But, dude, 74 is deeper than that, right? You got Mantanona doing wild, crazy stuff in there. Um, oh, my gosh. Kimball Bastion for Utah Valley is, is solid. Uh, and then what's Anthony Valencia at 174? I think, oh, that's the monkey wrench. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he hasn't been all the way on for a couple years, but – uh, even I mean, even if Anthony Valencia, get, you know, gets wins over guys like um, Bastion and Mantanona, you're like, okay, at least that's where he is. But the real, I think, the real question for me is, is, is Anthony Valencia ready for the, for that Cutler Labriola heat? Cutler, Cutler is a tough matchup for Mantanona or yeah. for um for Valencia. I think, you know, Val- Valencia's got. Really powerful offense, but I think Cutler has the baseline to slow him down and frustrate Anthony, and frustrate Anthony will make mistakes, and Cutler will be there to capitalize. I think Labriola, if you're looking for him to climb a rung there, I think that's a guy you could climb a rung against because he's going to mix it up with him. Mm-hmm. And Valencia can catch guys in exchanges. He's good upper body. He's got great leg attacks. He's He can um, cradle off of scrambles well. Uh, so I, that's a guy I – I think he could if he get if he hits Labriola. I think that's an opportunity for Valencia. Mm-hmm. The thing with Cutler that I really like is that guy knows how to steal periods. He will so frequently. I see it all the time. He'll get a takedown with like twenty seconds left in the period and get a ride out, yeah. which is so mentally draining and frustrating. And then it's two zero instead of two one. Uh, the with the Valencia and Labriola, th- these are always the matches that are interesting to me where. That's you know something happens right where kind of just the the way Valencia's career goes, um, and now he's ten and Labriola's four, so on paper it would look like an upset. But coming out, you know Valencia was a big uh, bigger recruit than Labriola was when at the time that he came out, and Anthony's older, right? Yeah. So we shouldn't be terribly surprised if he comes and knocks him off. However. I have no idea where Anthony Valencia is um, in his in his training, and and just, so I'm gonna go Labriola here. I think Cutler is a little too savvy for Labriola, um, but I'm and I'm also wondering how many Labriola can uh, can shoot a lot, but I don't think Cutler is gonna allow him to kind of dictate the pace there. So uh, I'm going chalk Cutler Labriola Valencia if they all hit. Nice. Yeah, I like that too. Other weight classes. Keep them coming. 84 has some good stuff happening. Um, you know, obviously, Zahid Valencia is in here. And I, for me, it's Hodge watch, right, for yeah. Valencia all year. Uh, but this is no walk in the park. He's got Taylor Venz, who, um, you know, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't be surprised to see Zahid totally put it on Venz. But uh, Venz does some nice stuff. So um, that could be that could be interesting. And then a couple other guys that, that are – Worth noting, Corey Hazel from Lockhaven looked looked pretty solid at NCAA's. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's in this field, and uh, yeah, those are I guess the kind of the big three. The big ends. So we'll give we'll get Zahid. We'll get all of Arizona State. But just talking about the Hodge Watch, we'll get uh, Zahid and Arizona State both for the duels on Saturday yeah. and for the the classic on Sunday. So as far as Hodge, that's you don't fly seven from, opportunities. You don't fly from Tempe to Albany and just do the one day. Yeah, you're no, you're yeah. there for the weekend. Yeah, you're gonna get your money's worth out of that trip. My question is: Teamer going? He's Teamer's in the. He's listed in the field. Who could he yeah. hit at 57? Because he's one of the biggest questions coming into this year. Teamer. So you've he, he got could get guys like Justin Thomas. 
Josh um, Humphreys. Josh Humphreys. That's a good match. For That'd him. be awesome. Mm-hmm. If he can beat a Josh Humphreys, uh, that'll be pretty telling for for Jacory. And, and it's hard because uh, I was talking to Spay about his ranking. So he's number eleven, which is pretty high coming in. He did have some good wins last year at Midlands, especially, but they were all at one forty nine. Mm-hmm. Now, as you know, as you've made fun of me for many times, I've always thought Jacory was going to be big. So I think Jacory is is maybe going to be a little better off at fifty seven, but. Can he justify that number 11 ranking in week two? I think he will. I, I see that. I think he's going to do do really well. <laughs> what if he just totally 180 on his style comes out shooting? He's As got a nice, to- man, he's got good leg attacks. I mean, he took he took Sammy Sasso down multiple times in, for their cadet world team spot. He's beating Braden Lee multiple <clears> times. Great double leg. He's got, a, he's got a lot of stuff. He's not just a so splayler. On Saturday at the duels, we could see uh, – Casey Stampede, Jacory Teamer. Oh my! Oh, that we like. Yeah, we could see that. That we like. We could see that. Well, so if he beats Casey Stampede, then he would be like Mm -hmm. a top. He'd be like six, right? So yeah, yeah. Casey Stampede and Humphreys. That's a good weekend. Yeah, yeah. Or a bad weekend. Well, yeah. I'm saying if he wins. I know. But yes, that could be a terrible weekend. Dude, that match, that Kendall Coleman match, with Jacory Teamer is. All of a sudden, like that's it, must watch. Must watch. It'll be a good stylistic matchup too. Yeah, because I think Coleman's gonna try to push the pace on him. And I mean, that's that duel is. I mean, Anthony Valencia will have Dylan Lighty, right? That I mean, that mm-hmm. that duel overall is one to circle. That's a tough match for Anthony Valencia. That's a tough match. Dylan right? Lighty yeah, is a dog. That yeah. guy is like he mm-hmm. wrestles super hard. Um, I think everyone kind of likes Dylan Lighty. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like. Skaska. So yeah. like everyone just likes him. Yeah. I don't know. You just like watching him wrestle. Uh, 285 on the classic, Truden Woodward's Tanner Hall. So it will be a classic. Top, top five, top we'll five heavyweight match. after that one. Yeah, that's a classic. That's that's, that's when you grab a Coca-Cola classic. That's when we've been – yeah, that's when we've been watching since. Uh, I think they're actually still wrestling from NCAAs maybe back in 2018. <laughs> they're just yeah. actually yeah. – they're just moving their bodies just to Albany through. just to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are probably the, the biggest highlights. But there are going to be good matches all day um, on Sunday at that tournament. Mm. Yes, indeed. So, the heat for this uh, for this weekend. Let's get to it, dude. What? Ohio State. We still okay. we still got two. We still got uh, five or six number ones left after that uh, to wrestle. Five number ones oh to wrestle goodness. after all that action. It's, it's all happening. Let's are, get into them. Are we gonna have new number ones in any weight classes this? Uh, Oh boy! Uh, After this weekend, it's, it's Seth possible. Gro- it is Seth Gross it. upset watch. I will right, yeah. we'll rule that one out. <laughs> one twenty-five. Spencer's not wrestling. He's cool. One forty-one. That could Luke be interesting. Real Woods. Now he Real has Woods, the toughest match. Real Woods. I feel like it, people. We often put Pletcher on upset watch because he wrestles close matches, but he's so good at winning. Close matches, and he also low key kind of scores more points than I think people realize sometimes. So I think him versus uh, now he doesn't he had to not have a career pin until like last year I believe. It, yeah, he he went over a full season without a, a pin, and then he has like he has uh, pinning guys in Division One is hard, but he has only course, yeah. only has like six career pins. Yeah, but he got two last weekend. Yeah. Wow. I just th- yeah I, I mean I said it on the show the other day I just think him with that extra eight pounds is going to be problems and he can real, finally get some strength in his legs yeah that's yeah real coming off a loss to Sedarian Perry 
he has the toughest match, him or if Zahid wrestles Venz, but Wait, when I yeah, when I think Real Woods, I think about his final with Nick Lee at the Southern Scuffle, where Nick Lee's in on the single, Real Woods like fights it off, kinda like drags himself arm drags himself like into this go behind or not go behind but arm drags his behind the arms takes him down you know he's up 2-0 on nick lee you feel like dude this guy could be the next thing couldn't hold on to that match but like he has the ability to to score i just yeah i don't know that he's ready for a guy as consistent as pletcher this week i see pletcher coming out getting the getting an early takedown and a ride mm-hmm. Pletcher's really good on top in terms of just holding individuals down mm-hmm. and i think kind of takes the life out of him after the first period and then he's just in cruise control from that point that's my anticipation real obviously he's good everyone's been high on him since since ever since yeah and it's it's so it's still so early in the season and with like we're not going to necessarily see a whole lot of of ranked matchups so it's very difficult to predict anything but chalk right now yeah um other than you know as cp said kind of maybe identifying guys who in the past in their career have started slowly, right? We identified that with Montori when he lost to, to Therese, that this guy has taken early season losses and, you know, I feel like still been an All-American. this is the best time to not be chalk because, like, yeah. I feel like just crazier stuff happens in It November. is, but it is the hardest to... To anticipate. To anticipate yeah. it. You just have to visualize it. Think deeply. <laughs> um, we'll do some visualization exercises <laughs> later today. That'll be... Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, we'll visualize live on air. I, I mean, I, I'm really excited to see Sasso against Vandermeer. Yeah. Um, you know, like Sasso kind of just ran roughshod all, all weekend, and including Tekken Kane in store. Mm-hmm. Um, Vandermeer is another guy who, like, had a nice scuffle, ranked guy, uh, that if, if Sasso can keep putting up bonus points on guys like that, that's – I mean that's going to be really telling for me. Our way in, I'm interested. Yeah, that's I'm great. Yeah, that's a great point. Man. That's a great point because he's big. Vandermeer had a good one with Micah Jordan last year at CKLV for about six minutes and change. Yeah, uh, and so that's kind of going to, to your point, that's kind of going to need to be where Sasso makes his money is continuing to to shoot and extend the lead in the third period. So. But are they? They're probably gonna start twenty-five. So he probably won't be. Hey, did Sedarian Perry lose to Real Woods? It says he did in WrestleStat. Was running that... to Florina, he beat him. Okay, well let's let's double triple check on that one because it may be conflicting here. Let's get some resolution. Who won? Oh, uh, we have a classic. Uh, this was the other way on Sunday. Really? <laughs> yeah. So real beat. Sedarian Perry. That changes everything. <laughs> Somebody get Nate Engel on the line. Nate Engel, line one. Coach Borelli, Coach he, Blake. Is he an on the horn guy or? No. He's an on the line guy. On the line. On the line. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's no. That went the other way on on Sunday. Well, they just switched the. Table worker hit the, hit the wrong yep. result. Yeah. Yep. It happens to the best of us. Okay, yep. so hey, glad to clarify that. Um, okay. Um, that's why I peeped over to the. Um, nope, nope. That's on me. That's on Nomad. That's actually. on me. Wow. Purse, wow. purse base rankings. Freshman Real Woods begins assault in the upper echelon with the victory over All-American Sterian Perry. So even he knew. Okay. Moving on. Late onset dyslexia, maybe, Nomad. <laughs> it happens. Idiot. Yeah. Uh, where were you guys at? 
the Ohio State duel. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So you know that forty nine match, interesting. Uh, what other what other good ones we got? Well, sixty five, uh, Ethan Smith versus Shane Griffith. Mm-hmm. Griffith, the favorite there. Um, Maybe one of the. I mean, it's going to be tough for Stanford. I would say that and twenty five represent their main opportunities to to get matches here. Yeah, this is why you need that red shirt rule where you can just use guys because <laughs> they could just wrestle Karchler without penalty. Yeah, and we'd get. I would love to. I would really love to. I see really that. like to see that match. I I think too. Um, you know the the one twenty five match with Heinzelman and Townsell is interesting just for what it suggests about Ohio State's lineup this year. But also, uh, we said this like when we were talking last weekend. Saw Heinzelman in the bracket um, with with guys that are similar place in the rankings to Townsell. Like he's they expect him to get better. They expect him to, to score them points at NCAAs. And it, at some point, he's got to get a win over a guy like Gabe Townsell. Um, so. Does the lack of Jordan Decatur this week indicate whether they can get him down 25 or not, he's redshirted? I think, I mean, I think so, since Heinzelman was a true freshman last year, and, and now you've effectively burned his redshirt by putting him in this duel. Because um, they have Hunter Lucas. Okay. And while that would kind of change the dynamics of that individual match from maybe a toss-up to Townsville definitely being favored, it still, should, it still shouldn't affect the overall duel. So if we see Heinzelman on, you know, go out at 6 p.m. on Sunday, does that mean the Decatur Wrestling is a true freshman ship has sailed? Because I think it does. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I don't, like, I don't know why you would construct that any other way when you have a guy who – doesn't have a red shirt to burn Hunter Lucas. It it feels like, yeah, there has to be a way to, you know, potentially keep both, both guys in red shirt just to be safe. But if you know now that Decatur's not going to get down and you still hold Heinzelman out, like what is that, what's the messaging there to Heinzelman, right? Like mm-hmm. a guy that you're trying to put confidence in, you, you hold him out against a guy who's, you know, kind of round a 12-ish guy, um, does that suggest lack of confidence to him? And I, what is that? What kind of messaging does yeah. that do? I don't know. So I, yeah, I, I'll be interested to see who who goes twenty five for the Buckeyes on on Sunday. Traxler, Colin Moore, uh, yeah, a good match as well. Traxler been a tough guy, and with, with Colin, he he wins the lion's share of his matches. But Traxler's a really good guy out of Illinois that I could see giving him. Um, Maybe some difficulty, but as we've seen with Colin, he could just dump him right on his back and end it quickly. Yep, yep. they've never wrestled before. So first time seeing that one. At 84, do you try to give Gavin Hoffman another opportunity to get a win, or you just go, hey, you know, couldn't get it done at uh, Michigan State Open. He lost to Steiner. Steiner gets the nod. I th- I mean, I think if you're putting your best team out there, it's Steiner right now, isn't yep. it? I think so. Yeah. I think right now. And then uh, getting back to 65 for a second, Ethan Smith, you know, tough on that first round, but then wrestles back to get third. But now you got Shane Griffith right away. So I still don't think they're going to wrestle Karchla, but no. does this give any indication? Just because we think – I think Shane Griffith. I picked him to All-American. I think Shane Griffith's going to be Good. on that podium. So if you're Ohio State, you go – we want to get a guy on the podium. Smith's losing to a guy that's maybe on that level. 
Does that open up an opportunity for Karsla? Yeah. So that's the. I will be there. I'm leaving. Oh yeah. Saturday. I'm pretty pumped. I'm excited. Myself there? and Chris Walker. You don't know him, but he's awesome. What's the ticket sale situation at? Uh, I don't know. He's our, Center. he's our tickets guy. I'm assuming it will be a capacity crowd. Yeah. They, uh, they told me before the schedule was announced, their allotment of season tickets was at like 75 percent sold. Wow! Okay. Without knowing who they were wrestling, who yeah, who they're wrestling. Wow! So, so I imagine it's going to be what's the what's the capacity like four or five? I bet it's going to be over four. It'll be strange. in a tight environment. That's awesome. I, yeah, that's gonna that that makes it like such a great viewing experience at home too. Um, when that, oh. when that place is rocking, like it's gonna be that's gonna be a fun duel. Like even if you didn't know a name of a single guy in the in the lineup, like I think it would be fun just because. Man, there's gonna be good energy there. It's gonna be awesome. I can't. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Stanford doesn't have any Ohio boys. I'm just trying to think of guys who would uh, like. Romero and Moore would probably be the main local flavor. Yeah. Also, just it's the Buckeyes, baby. Yeah, the Buckeyes. that's the local the flavor. They love, the Buckeyes. They love the Buckeyes. Yeah, it's Ohio State. Now, other they have their last thing. They have their media day today, so maybe we'll find out a little more about. Um, Can you go? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm already. I'm leaving as soon as this show ends. Thank goodness. Okay. Penn State kicks off their season to Sunday uh, afternoon, 1 p.m. I do believe. That could be Eastern. That could be Central. You should just get on an Eastern and just hang out until it happens. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the, the the big discussion points for that duel are. <laughs> I don't think it's a – it's not going to be my upset special of the weekend. <laughs> no. Um, you don't it, think so? No. Man. You can't rule anything out, but yeah. I'm yeah. Feeling, feeling pretty good about Penn State in this one. I'm most excited to watch Teske. I think for me he is the – he could be – if. Because what we what have we been saying about 125 this year? It's like there's a couple spots open. There's like six, I think six guys were like those dudes are the best guys yeah. at the weight. And if they if, if they can get real utility out of Teske this year, that would be really telling. Now, I don't know if he's even going to get the nod because Coach Sanderson was a little bit like there's Schnupp, there's Teske, there's um, Meredith. Yeah. So there's there's considerations there, but he's the guy I want to watch. As far as their um, their match notes, their projected lineup, it was Teske or Schnupp were the two options. Okay. So I think yeah. it could be I think it could be Schnupp. That's what Schnupp. There, <laughs> there's no there's no red shirt to burn for Teske, right? He used it last year, so I don't know. I think you throw him out because. Treaster's a, I think Treaster's a good one to start him off with because it's a guy who maybe wouldn't um, right now be projected as an NCAA qualifier. So you'd right away you kind of get, okay, is he above that level, right? And then if it gets him a win, then it maybe gets him a little confidence. So I would go with Teske, but if if they're not happy with him, they'd go schnup. Well, I don't, I don't think we have any indication they're not happy with him. Well, I'm just – we assumed all summer it was going to be Teske, and then they come out and say, "Yeah, twenty five is open." Yeah, yeah. I just think that's that's more, you know, respect to Schnupp, respect to mm, being being a guy in the program for a couple of years, being their starter for a couple. Yeah, of years. and yeah, it's yeah, so. a, it's a little like Brody, prove it, take the spot yeah. kind of thing. But I think they all probably go and get it. I'm just guessing, but yeah. I I don't look at it as really 
I'd be really surprised. That's, that's a good point. I think I think um, you know when we project lineups, when we think about all that stuff, like it's easy to assume Teske is going to be as good as everyone thinks he can be, but he hasn't done anything yet, right? Like he hasn't he hasn't yeah. done that yet. So yeah, like Nolf coming into his freshman year had to win over Brian Robuto and yeah. made the scuffle finals and yeah. many other things. So. Oh, okay. So that's Penn State's opener. Don't know if we'll see Rasheed or not. Yeah, that was another like one. We might not. That was another one they had. ACL, I don't know. Creighton Edsel listed as a or there. They had, I imagine we're going to see Bo Pfeiffer at 57. Based I on really want to see Kyle Connell, too. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. And, and then Luke Gardner, will, I think, is going to go over Jared for clearing. You do? Yeah. Did he win the wrestle-off? The not wrestle-off, wrestle-off? Offs. That is message board shatter, but then also just again with with Kale saying 49's open. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Gardner. Man, it, man, Penn State duels like this. So there's like two kinds of Penn State duels, right? There's there are the rare duels that happen every year where the actual team score is in the balance, mm-hmm. like Ohio ha- State, Iowa, sure, yeah. And then there are these where like. These Penn State wrestlers are—they're like uh, like performing artists or something. They're like musicians or something, like coming out to like rock out in front of their fans. Like it's like yeah. like it's like that's the kind of show that these guys put on almost every week. They're they're literally competing with each other for the fastest fall, and they're—I mean, it just like it's it's so wild to watch. Like it really is like a circus or something. Like yeah. this is insanity all the time. So I just love it, man. I just can't wait to get these guys up and rolling, and um, it'll be fun. I yeah. I don't want to predict who's going to get the fastest fall, but mm. yeah, you should. I'm going to say Kassar because he's wrestling a true freshman, even though I really like John Birchmeyer. But then Hall and Chenzo have ranked guys, so I'm going to say Kassar. Well, Kyle Cannell. Well, yeah. What if Cannell comes out and does some? Crazy I haven't throw? seen Kyle Cannell in a year and a half. Well, well hey, no, we hey, said he did on. wrestle two matches. Hold on, last hold on, year. hold on, hold on. You saw him a media day. You yeah. saw his. The stash was strong. And chew, yeah, and you saw his hair. He's ready. He's ready. Body lock straight to the back. Um, okay, so excited for that. Northwestern at Virginia Tech in beautiful Blacksburg, Virginia. Can't beat that. Trying to think of the big matchups there. 57, LaPrey Deacon, 25, Prada, Seabass, um, Yaya versus Moore. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yaya up at 49. Mm-hmm. Very that – one, that one I've got circled just because with the weight issues he had last year why did they not can we get clarity why didn't they just bump him up last year i don't know that doesn't make sense to me (laughs) i don't know it's like you've got a guy i get it like if you're on you know penn state it's like yeah we can't bump you to 49 because zane's there right (laughs) but it's like okay let's go so i feel like something else yeah but definitely the weight was a was a factor there yaya adds i mean if he's a real contender i mean the guys you know what he did, Junior Worlds, making the team, et cetera. Can't be anything but excited about him. Uh, Lucas Davison's oh, yes. varsity debut. And Very much want to see that. He should be pretty heavily favored over the one with Smelter last week. So, Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, obviously, we think Cody Howard will have his, have his say at 197 for Virginia Tech, but right now it's uh, Smelter. Yeah. Other questions? Do we see Ridge Lovett and Kevon Davenport? It's always a question for these early true freshmen. Do you just use them right away? If they're going, they're going. I hope so. I feel like if they're the guys, just get them out there and get them, get them scrapping. Although I understand the idea behind 
getting a, it's maybe an unnecessary risk. But uh, Cyclone Open, don't know what will be going on there, but if we get some car stuff, that would be super Yeah, just fun. to just to get a look at the – I feel like we have had so much Cyclone talk on this show to finally get a look at, at them. Mm-hmm. Cyclone Versations, we could call Cyclone it. Versations? Yeah, wow. when we okay. talk yes. about Iowa State. Yes. Coin that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's, uh, it's 9.03, deep in the heart of Texas. And why don't we talk, talk take some uh, questions from friends. Yeah. Does that sound good? I like it. Okay. One, this is a, this is a callback from the previous, uh, a previous question of the next program to get their first individual NCAA champ. And I said, great question. We don't know all the programs that don't have them. But now we do. Or at least this could be a setup where someone lied. <laughs> Can't rule that out ever. Mm-hmm. But we're going with it, and it sounds right. App State, Brown, Bucknell, Cal Baptist, Campbell, Citadel, Cleveland State, Columbia, Davidson, Drexel, Duke, Gardner-Webb, George Mason, Long Island, ODU, Presbyterian, Ryder, Sacred Heart, SIUE, Buffalo, Little Rock, Chattanooga, Virginia, Utah Valley, VMI. So who's the most likely of that group to get there first? I think you have to say it's UVA. Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah. They have a number two ranked guy right now. If the question is most likely to get it this year, then then it's probably UVA. Yeah. Um, Even still, I just feel like the way they, the the talent they typically land relative to that of the other programs, it should be there. There's a lot of, most teams have national champions is what I learned. Yeah. At some point. Well, yeah. Northern Colorado was the one we named last time, and they're not on this list, but I think they should be on this list. Um, we'll add Northern Colorado. So, but, and this could be a fake news list. And if, so if, if Virginia doesn't get a champ this year, like, do they have, do they have a, a candidate in the next handful of years? No, but who – but you just have to assume they probably will get someone. Right. I don't know. I just think probability-wise it would be Pro- Yeah, probability-wise I think that they make a lot of sense. Um, Penn. Penn makes Ooh, a lot of sense. They're recruiting very well. Wait, right wait, now. they're not on here. Penn, though. Penn has. Penn is on the one that I have. Matt Valenti, Matt Valenti won twice. Freaking. Yeah, see, don't trust that guy. Did Mitchell. You, did you get Mitchell? Literally, Matt Valenti exists. Yeah, he won. And he's an AD times. there, and I interviewed him last year. I, my apologies he to Matt Valenti. Yeah. Wow. And the Quakers. Wow. That was a Matt return guy right there. Mm-hmm. Matt Valenti mm-hmm. was a freaking beast. He was good. Now. So, okay, so I'll say UVA, ODU, definitely a school in Virginia, VMI. One of those three schools are the most likely. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> who was Northern Colorado's champ? Now i got to look this up. All right, let's move on. Two, one of whose name is Jack Flash. But are those Division One champs? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. When? They were D1 in the 60s? Okay. Apparently. Okay. Nineteen quote Carter Bray. <laughs> Nineteen sixty-two. All right. Well, there you go. I Jack Flash. Jumping Jack Flash. Okay. Which spurned, which inspired my next question. One fifty-seven. What year was that? One fifty. Uh, Nineteen sixty-two. He's one hundred fifty-seven pound champ. I Jumping That's Jack right Flash. around the same time Dick Bollinger Inspiring. was winning titles in Wyoming. A song about him. Yeah. Amazing. So. I think a more interesting question than that one because it's like uh, a lot of these are kind of a long way off, right? What's the next team to win an NCAA title that has not yet done so? Hmm. Now, uh, here's who has won. Oklahoma State, Penn State, Iowa, Iowa State, Ohio State, Arizona State, Oklahoma, Minnesota, 
Then we get to this sort of era where, okay, we'll say it, but okay, it was, you know, this was before World War II. So Indiana in 1932, Cornell College in 47, Michigan State in 67, and UNI at some point. In 1950. There, in 1950. Um, so those are the teams that have won NCAA titles. Now, who is going to be the next one on the list? Obviously, the best teams not on there, I would say, our best programs, maybe we could call it Missouri, NC State, mm-hmm. have both had teams in the mix. Cornell University, mm-hmm. I think next year, the way they could be shaping up, and if Penn State ever decides to not have like three to four national champs on their team, yeah, could be a little more vulnerable, although Iowa looks so good next year. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's building in that direction. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're. I don't know if they're quite. They're a little further there, off, but interesting. Did we say Tech? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hokies, baby. Dude, what if they? What if Tech wins one in the next? Tech or NC State wins one in the next decade. Like from especially Virginia Tech, with a, a chopping block program. You know, not mm-hmm. that long ago, for them to win a title like in the relatively near future would just be insane growth. I'm saying Cornell, just based on what they've got right now, currently in the holster, and then, I mean, if Yanni ends up being a four-time champ, then you have two four-time champs, and at that point, it's kind of like, uh, you know, not that Rob Cole hasn't proven himself, but it's like I've had two four-time champs. What more do you need? Yeah, I need I need to read a tweet right now that has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. Love it okay. from Coach Neil Ayersman of Arkansas Little Rock. Okay. All right, I'll say it. U23s must have been heck of a recruiting visit. Wow. The the situation being, you know, Ironman was on U23s, says I'm out. Kirk Fleet, mm-hmm. U23s in the portal. Yeah. Pretty interesting um, from, you know, a, a head coach to, yeah. to say that. and. The implication there, hey, they're there with all these other coaches. Are and, they going yeah. to Little Rock? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> Are they coming, Coach? Coach. No, he wasn't. Because Coach Harrisman wasn't on that trip. Uh, had he been, perhaps uh, Little Rock would have been in the mix there. Rocked up. What if? Yeah, never mind. So, I just wanted to read that. And uh, hmm. D1 coaches kind of woke on the. All right, so who who was Townsville's 57, mm-hmm. Tucker 61, uh, Ironman. Ironman 65. Ber- no, Bergie was 74. Uh, 70 was... Uh, Pantaleo. Pantaleo. Who has no more eligibility left. Mm-hmm. Bergie 74. McBride 79. Mm-hmm. Why am I blanking on 86? I don't know. 86. We don't need to but go yeah, through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. two guys in the portal. Yes. That, that's the point. Yeah. It's not yeah. who else is going to be in the portal. Well, I was more so talking about who was there. Oh, Oh, who was infiltrating? Yes. Who was putting birds in ears? Mm-hmm. That's where I was going with that. Oh, now I now I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but yeah, Bo Nickel was on that team, which you know he and Bergie live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Now, so we talked about who's next. Um, I'll say I'll say it's Cornell. Yeah. They've been the closest. They finished mm-hmm. second before. Twice, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, I will say Cornell, especially given how soon they're going to have a really good team next year. Mm-hmm. They're kind of moving all their things in order. 
Also hearing a lot of um, Yapujian talk at 157 for Cornell. Same. Keep an eye out for that guy to have a nice season. Just putting that out there. You heard it here first and foremost. Except the people I heard it from. Technically. You may have heard it from them first. Yes. But you didn't talk to them maybe, so yeah. it's me. Okay. Now we'll finally get to some get to some questions. This is a great one. Tyler Tyler Guth or Guth. G-U-T-H. Can you guys pull some strings to get a weekday Maction-type wrestling matches? Uh, matches? Sorry. I got Maction on the brain. Put a lot of eyes on those teams that are not competing. Against. I – so Coach Bono started his season on Thursday against Buffalo last year. And I, I think he agrees. And I think in general, it, like, it makes so much sense from a viewership standpoint to do it. I think it would be great. I think if I was a, a program that was – Kind of on the come up, one eyes on on our program. I know for us, as a from a media per- perspective, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to blow up one duel that is like isolated um, away from other things. But like, think about this weekend, like what Sunday's like for us. We have to focus on certain ones, and you can only focus so hard on. So if there was like a Wednesday or a Tuesday duel, you know, the amount of attention that that would get would be amazing. But yeah. I think that the the issue is. Issues are obvious. The yeah. academics, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, man, you have to leave on a Monday, you wrestle on a Tuesday, and you come back on a Wednesday. It's what? like the week's gone. One thing that's interesting to me is we've seen uh, over the years times where, like, once in a season, a coach of a program will take the team on, like, a 10-day trip. And that's where I think the, the potential is there. Like, we've seen Arizona State a couple years ago spend, like, a week and a half in Michigan where they, I think they dueled like, you know, Michigan and Michigan state and they're at the MSU open or something all mm-hmm. in the same week. Um, Oklahoma state will do that sometimes like around finals week and like they'll go to Reno and then maybe come out, like they'll take a bus and then on their way mm-hmm. back, they'll kind of wind through some of those Western programs and hit a couple of duels. Um, so if, I mean, if more teams would think about that where you're kind of concentrating some of those missed classes in just like a one week period or something. Um, I wonder if that's, uh, more of an option uh, and, and they do need to be because the two that come to my mind right away in terms of duels that were blown up both because they had interesting storylines going in interesting thing interesting things happen there but also because they were on an island and they both involved wyoming mm-hmm. seth gross bryce meredith yep that was the only thing it was going like a on thursday there. night right mm-hmm. it was the only thing going on i remember we were at tulsa and we had a we had the the board up watched and there was i don't know 50 little kids watching Seth Gross wrestle Bryce Mary. That was awesome. Yeah. And then Oklahoma State, Wyoming. That was on Because that was on Elevation. Tuesday before yeah. Thanksgiving, yes. right? Yeah. That was. Or Monday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it was amazing. Yeah. Was it Thanksgiving or was it something Christmas? Christmas? It was, it was finally Christmas. It was like December. Christmas. It was like second week. I was, in in air, I was in the Austin airport delayed and delayed and delayed. But it enabled just me watching to watch it. Yeah. Just watching it. Just hanging out. Caleb oh, Blakeman yeah. produced Blakeman it. Blakeman produced it on site. Yeah. We were, we were there. That man. That duel was so much fun. Like, awesome. It was, man, it's this old high school gym where, like, they used to, I don't know, not have, like, building codes or something <laughs> in Wyoming. But Love the bleachers it. the bleachers went, like, all the way up so that if you were in the top row and reached your hand up, you're, like, touching the ceiling. <laughs> like, it was literally to the rafters. And, and there was not an empty seat in the house. Bryce Meredith's hometown. And, like, the funny thing is I think Wyoming was – I think Archie Colgan was favored to win at 57, and that was it. Like Oklahoma yeah. State five, five was, duel, right? Yeah, it was a five-five duel. Team score, you know, wasn't really a thing because because Oklahoma State won a lot of their matches early and with bonus. Um, Montori won, but dude, yeah, Montori Brock. knocked off uh, 
um, Cade. Cade Brock, uh, Sam Turner knocked off Gio Martinez, who yep. was All-American at the time, and uh, and Ashworth knocked off Chandler Rogers. So in addition to like the, the finale, which was Meredith. Bryce Meredith and, and Dean Heil, and dude, it, it was that was so much fun. And the whole the whole like all of Twitter was focused on that one match, mm -hmm. right? That was super fun. So maybe we just need maybe just Coach Branch. All these good matches have involved Wyoming. Yeah, so he's the key. Coach Branch looking at you to lead the charge here. Cool. All right. Um, so that was a good question. Would love to see that. I think there's a way you could do it. Like if one conference got in on it or I don't know, it doesn't have to be a conference. Just like D1 coaches, just have like a Tuesday rotation. It's like, all right, this is the the week that we do it and you do it. It's like the London game for the NFL. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, no one wants to go to London to play a football game. But once per season you do a Tuesday or a Wednesday duel. And, you know, yeah, I mean, if, if coaches, like, found the program that's, you know, a couple-hour drive away or something instead of, like, I'm going to fly across the country for this sure. one and, yeah, do it that way maybe. I don't know. Somewhat unrelated, but I also like the thought of something along the lines of, like, college basketball does the ACC Big Ten Challenge and kind of having a two conferences, you know, they wrestle their mm -hmm. four or five best teams against each other yeah that seems completely impossible to get everybody on board for but yeah. it would be amazing who's the best 197 pounder for penn state today end of year two separate questions so the the question is will beard be better than kyle cannell by the end of the year i don't see it i don't either i don't see it and i don't think it matters because i think it's kyle cannell is going to be healthy and michael beard is going to redshirt and yeah. that's going to be it that's why I hope for health. Uh, that would be great. If you knew the next FRL episode was the last FRL episode, what would be your go-to wrestling shirt for the show? I would wear mm. my – I think I would wear my Ben Askren Chin in China shirt. Holy oh, crap. Wow. That is a – that's a classic shirt. 2008. Yeah. Tough. That's tough. Um – so I I think I'd I think I'd pull I have, I have like a handful of wrestling shirts from uh, wrestling in Central America on athletes and action trips trading like trading guys from other countries so I'd I'd maybe pull out pull out one of those uh, yeah I think I think I'd pull out uh, something maybe Peru maybe or oh, wow. Argentina I don't know something like that got it Nomad probably an or he's gonna look, I have he's having a nervous breakdown I have. Now. An entire dresser full of shirts. Well, I cannot. I cannot think. That's what. Of it. That's called. He, most people have dressers full of shirts. I'm, I'm saying I have like 300 shirts. Wow. Wow. You should. You know. I you don't get rid do. of shirts that people give me. I think you have the most wrestling t-shirts in the world. No. No. You might have. No. I'm saying it. I'm saying. You it. might have. Nomad. You have the most <laughs> wrestling shirts in the world. I think you could wear one every day. I think it could be a viral Twitter sensation. <laughs> I'm gonna wear all of them. You what? have the most. I'm declaring it, dude. <laughs> no, but on my on my you can't undeclare it. <laughs> on you that day, I'm wearing I'm wearing every shirt. You're gonna wear them all most at the same shirts. time. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just <laughs> walking like this. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh man. Um, all right. So congrats to Dan on having the most wrestling shirts in the world. Next question. Um, th this was from a few shows ago from Matt Kaminer. Over under 1.5 combined losses between Kassar, Chinzo, and Mark Hall going into Big Tens. Oh, okay. Going into NCAA. Going so, into. Um. So this is total losses, not just conference losses. 
I'm going person by. I, so they duel. So for Kassar, they duel Minnesota, mm-hmm. I do believe. But Gable, ugh, yeah, and he's never lost to Gable. Mark Hall, I think, will have zero losses. Yeah. At any point this yep. year. Vincenzo Joseph. He'll have Marinelli in a duel. Vincenzo mm-hmm. has, in his career, four losses, two losses, two losses. Hmm. Mm. And those losses have been at big – Some of the two losses have been at – it was Big Ten's NCAAs last year. Yeah, so he had none going so in. none going in. One of, one of his losses his sophomore year was at Big Ten's. Mm-hmm. So that's one loss. And then one of his losses freshman year was at Big Ten's. I'm going to say losses. under. Hmm, yeah. It, it's just tough for me to see – Yeah, under. It's under. because I mean, even – even with Chinzo, it's like, yeah, he has not beaten Alex Marinelli, and Marinelli is the favorite. But, you know, if, if he avenges that at some point, including the in Car- – now Carver is a different <laughs> – Yeah. Jeez. I mean, that, and that's the thing. Penn State's going to Carver. Like, crazy stuff happens there. Yeah. Do you remember when uh, the Carver gods decided – they decided Zane Rutherford was going to lose? Zane – It was your time, Zane. You was chosen. And he denied the Carver gods. He was Carvered in every way, and he would not lose to, yeah. to Brandon Sorensen. Yeah, that was that was that was, wild. was that disrespectful of Zane Rutherford? Uh, yeah, because you have to. And then Carver was even was immediately like, "Fine, okay, Mark Hall then." That, that, yeah, well, and look, someone has someone, to go today. It's the sacrifice we, the island demanded. Mm-hmm. We need a body today. We chose Zane. They chose Zane. If anyone should be – Mark Hall should be upset with Zane yeah, for that, getting dude, him carvered. That might actually – My debut is going to be awesome. Yeah. Could it beat Meyer? That might actually be the closest thing to disrespectful that Zane Rutherford's ever done in his life. <laughs> that is the closest. <laughs> the nicest. Very respectful person. Yeah. But denying Carver was messed up, was especially for true freshman debut for, for young Mark. So if if Chenzo <sighs> does lose to Marinelli – if Chenzo does lose to Marinelli, he he will also wrestle Wick. I, I think I like Chenzo in that matchup, but yeah. it's on the dual meet schedule, and that match doesn't ever happen. But uh, that match is not allowed to happen. But it, I don't know. It's on the it schedule could, every year, it just doesn't happen. It's the, the, the that over under one point five is really is it's a really it, it's that's a, the number. That's the number. It's a hard one. I I'll take. You know what? Mm, I'm gonna take the over just because Ooh. I could see I could see it. I could see Gable and. Uh, Marinelli or Wick, two two of those three matches happening. Mm. I could see two of those three. And Michael Kemmer. I mean, yeah, yeah. and Ke- yeah. I don't yeah. really like the matchup for Kemmer, but he's really good. So there are enough landmines that 1.5 is the good job Kemmer on the Vegas stuff. Yes, I'm going under. Bray is. I'm taking the over. Bray's going to catch the eye of the Penn State fans. Wow. Here I'll, I'll be and I'll probably be wrong, but that's I, I'm going to take the over. Who's the FRL or most likely to join Kyle Brackey on the baby train? Wow. Baby train? Yeah, having a reproduction. I, no, I get it. I get it. It's okay. just a funny way of saying it. Instead of the gravy train, the baby train. Baby train. Or the braby train. I've been on the braby train for a few years already. Yeah, so. you've got three. Yep. Two. I'm gonna, zero. I'm going to go spay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think spay is going to find himself a little filly, and they're going to settle down, and there's going to be a little... Little spaby, little spay, little spaby, little spaby, spaby. Well, wow. of the table here, who would you, where would you place your money? Well, I would place my money on me because I don't think 
Well, I don't know. I don't think either of you guys are having any more kids. Are you announcing something right now? No, no announcements. Can't be. It cannot be scientifically ruled out. I yes, scientifically uh, it cannot be ruled out. Yeah, for me it can. It can be. It can be <laughs> all right. <laughs> so Spray I'm, is making an announcement. <laughs> yeah, just making a share a little medical Although, uh, information here. <laughs> You hippo just violated hippo on yourself. Yeah, Dang you it. can hippo yourself. Oh man! Well, all right. So it would it would be a, a, a miracle on, on 34th Street if that's if, right. If there was another baby, <laughs> that's correct. I don't know Antonio Cromartie. He got that done like twice. I don't think he did. I don't believe it. <laughs> yes, yeah. he just told his wife like, right. "Why? Well, I, I don't know." Yeah, yeah, he didn't do it. Um, <laughs> come on, that guy. He didn't even know all his kids' names. You're going to take his word that he got, yeah, two vasectomies and still whatever. It's so snap, bad when you have snap. so many kids. You're like, D- uh, 10, 11, 12, get over here. <laughs> oh, the, to be fair, the most dad, the most famous dad move that there is is, is like calling your kids the wrong name. Yeah. yeah. You know, Chris, you know, my dad, Chris, Chris or Wes Ryan, you know, he'd met, he would do that. So who are we Yeah, especially say? once you get over like five kids and you just – there's just chaos going on, and Dad just yeah. explodes. Yeah, it's like Billy, Tommy, whichever one you are, get yeah, get yeah. over here. Yeah. yeah, wow. No man was in some intense situations. Okay, <laughs> I was, I was never, I was basically by myself my whole childhood. <laughs> oh man, you knew you were in trouble when your parents called you Nomad. Yeah, yeah. And they go to the full. They disown me. Wrestling Nomad, <laughs> get over here. All right. Any more questions here? We talked family stuff. I think it's. I think we could call it at nine twenty-four. I got. I got a question from a friend that is myself. Oh, a friend known as myself. Wow. Somebody asked this a couple shows ago. What will be the Thursday news dump? <laughs> oh, has there been a lot of that for mm, a few of the like three of the past six weeks? There oh, okay. has been a something that has happened after FRL. Yeah. My guess is. Week. My guess is Ironman. Yeah, Iron just Man's because cool. it seems the most likely. Mm. Iron Man's getting rocked up. Yeah, yeah. Um, or somebody's going to enter the portal, or also somebody's going to be out for the year. Somebody, oh some, no, somebody on Twitter was 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 asking us about Iron Man entering the portal, but spelled it porthole, porthole. like the, yes. the the tiny window on a he boat. He was voice chatting. He <laughs> could have been voice chatting. I, I chopped those up to voice. I can't chat. get I can't get in my out of my head the image of uh, Jaden Iron Man just like looking through one of those tiny ship windows. At mm. whoever you know, so. Oh, yeah. hey, yeah, let's show. We it. got some more breaking. Oh, um, there we go. Watching his very first FRL, maybe young Hayden Thomas Brackey. Look at this adorableness. Wow, sitting on Papa's lap there. What a stud. He's got the boys pulled up. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Olivia, for sharing this uh, precious moment. Um, wow, look at him. Growing truck starting off right. That's good. What a cute little guy. So happy, happy fatherhood and motherhood to to the Brackies. We miss you dearly, but are glad you're enjoying this time. Also, fans watching on various social media channels, friends. friends I'm sorry, friends. Please make sure to direct your thanks to Papa Bear, who is at home. Papa Bracky still working dad his key. dang tail off. Yeah, right. Dad Key. Yeah, Bra- Bracky's not quite a Papa Bear. You know, but he's know. not bearish. Yeah, he's yeah. I don't know. He needs a little more heft to he's him. Got to get a few more pizzas in him. Yeah, more, a couple more dues. A yeah. couple more. Um, All right, so Bracky, CP wants you to get fat before we can start well, calling you Papa Bear. I'm not saying I want him to get fat, but to, for a Papa Bear nickname, I'm going to need a little more, a little more heft, mm-hmm. a little more girth to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, actually, one more question, and then we're really going to go. All right. What, yeah, I'm not even going to explain it. 
AZ Wrestling Fan. Are you guys not giving NATO and Cruz enough uh, credit for... We didn't even talk about Nishan's at the Feral. Dude, oh, come yeah. on. All right, hold on. We're going to be another half hour. <laughs> Caleb, sorry. Back it up. I hope you're not hungry or like thirsty or need to use a restroom because we got a, another little bit here. Nishan Garrett's going to the Bill Farrell at 57 kilowatts, which will have Soriano and Gross and Nathan Tomasello and Cruz in it. AZ Wrestling, Arizona Wrestling fans like, hey, what about NATO and Cruz? Yeah. You're not giving them enough credit? Expecting them to finish behind Soriano and Gross? Sure, that's fair. NATO was, when he, and he says when NATO was healthy, he was seconds from beating Gilman. That was 2017. Yeah. NATO has since been injured and gone through other things, and we haven't seen him reach that level. And even that level was below the level, right? Mm. Um, Cruz looked really good this year in freestyle. Agree. But I just think what – Kind of the point I was making earlier, when, you, when you're when you making predictions, you are predicting the best version of that guy. And I think Gross, best version, and, and Soriano, best version, are better than Soriano, or better than Tomasello and, and Cruz, yeah. best version. Yeah, the thing for me with, with Cruz is, you know, you hear Isaiah Martinez talk about how he got a lot better being on the national team, being able to go to the camps. You hear Mike Machiavello talk about how he got a lot better being able to go to the camps and travel. Could we see that similar jump from Cruz? But that is just, could we see it? We don't know that for sure. And we mm-hmm. don't know Tomasello's health either. So, yeah, sure, maybe we're disrespecting those guys a little I've bit. I've been watching uh, Nathan Tomasello lift weights for the last couple months now. He looks healthy to me. Mm-hmm. Coach Myers, gut check, old school gym, uh-huh. Ohio. I've been watching him. They, they moved some weight around in that lots of Lots of weights moved. He also looks, he looks strong, yet you can tell... He's in 57-kilogram mode. Yeah. yeah. He's not, like, full Ninja Turtle mode. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's, like, yeah. like, he hasn't been, like, pounding the pizzas like Raphael. He's been, uh, his body is optimized for making 57. Now, but what we have to talk about is where does Nishan Garrett fix in this? You want to talk best version? Yeah. That dude? Oh, boy. Is there? He's a, t- I think for, for Soriano, if I'm thinking this is a tough matchup, because I think athletically, Soriano is really, really special here. Mm-hmm. I could see Nishan posing problems here. However, I just think about, like, with Gilman was, like, is Nishan's kind of kryptonite there. He's, like, I don't think he's ever yeah. beaten him. So, and we saw Tony Ramos has beaten Nishan Garrett uh, several times. I feel like that style, not that Soriano's necessarily Ramos, and but just, like, good positionally, sound tough to get to, tough to break through, solid head hands. Could be, it could be a more surprising good matchup for Soriano than maybe we realize. Yeah, Nomad put I think I think it was Nomad in the chat yesterday the the match between uh, or oh, on Twitter yes. Seth Gross and so, Nation. The last in 2018, Nation Garrett and Seth Gross wrestled in the U.S. Open semifinals, and it was a snoozer of 31 points. 31 points. And then a couple weeks later they wrestled. Redskins haven't the, scored 31 this year. The whole year. <laughs> Uh, then a couple weeks later, World Team Trials, they wrestled, and a little, you know, they held back a little bit and only scored 28. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, and the what? the reason I want to bring those up is, one, like, Nation Garrett, dude, you got to watch that guy every second he's on the mat. But also, he had, coming out of college, zero freestyle experience, all the ability to score in the world, but the ability to prevent people from scoring, he, he had not yet developed. And, we mm-hmm. you know, you see that in a match with a guy like Gross. Um is he any more positionally solid than he has been? The other question is, I mean, he keeps seeing all these videos go up of Nation and Yanni rolling around in the Cornell room. And and those guys, I mean, like, what does it mean when Nation, who 
right was at Cornell but moved to Ohio State or Ohio State Arizona State mm-hmm. now is now is back at Cornell and is rolling with a guy like Yanni all the time like will we see a few tricks that we that we are not used to with Nashon and, and that's that's really interesting to me Nashon is so incredible to me as a guy who for his whole career may be the most intriguing guy every time he enters a tournament yeah that is hard to do yeah to maintain that level of um potential and like anticipation every single time you step in a tournament yeah. that is difficult and we've seen the, a variety of i mean remember this guy made the team in 18 in 2017 he went 0 and 2 at world team trial lost yeah. to cruz and pirelli i believe cruz right? and pirelli it's not like he hit gilman yeah. nato yeah right so the variance here but i think being back at cornell i mean he he moved there for a reason right mm-hmm. there's a reason he went there and i think I think he knows it's it's the environment for him and Coach Gray and Yanni is a training partner. I think it's it's going to be nothing but but good things for him. And he, there's a lot of good partners there down there. I, I think yeah. Chaz Tucker is a good guy for I think sure. so. I think if you could pick one, just like Vito, Vito. <laughs> oh man, oh that's amazing. If you could pick one uh, one training partner, regardless of weight, Yanni might be the best. Like he might be the best training partner. Yanni's up there. Jo's up there. J.O. is up there. Well, I don't know. What are we saying? Like in terms of a guy that's going to show you the, oh, a the, variety of, a looks. Variety of yeah. looks, a guy who's going to like want to be in there and roll yeah. every single time. Um, I'll a, say Yanni for that. You yeah. know what I mean? A guy who wants to get better just as much as he wants to see you get better. Um, especially when you're not a competing weight class. Sure. I just, I feel like that. I feel like like a guy who just like consumes the sport constantly. Yeah. Um Yanni would be would be one of the best partners I think you could find. Absolutely. So yeah, more more feral heat. Yeah, man, it is gonna be insane. I'm starting to get mad I'm not going. <laughs> Whatever. Happy for David. And Mike Mal and someone else is going. Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. is going. This guy. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Just surrounded by feral goers. You feral barn cats. All right, Caleb, we're really ready to go. <clears throat> Thank you guys so much for listening to four hundred and twenty five episodes. We know you've listened to every single one of these. Every single one of you has listened to every single one. And that means the most to us. We'll be back next Tuesday where the headline will be something. Man. That, That's I, a new I bit. Pro- I propose a new segment new bit. at the I, close of every Thursday show. Tuesday's headline will be blank. Will be. Hmm. Jay Nair meant to Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh. All right. We'll go with that one. <laughs> well, now like that you got to have one. Okay. Now. Uh. Oh, this would be crazy. It's got to be a little out there. Um, I'll say JoJo Aragona, number two in the country. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Beat that insanity. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, Tuesday headline. Zahid Valencia opens up his year with five oh, pins. Oh, five pins? Wow. Wait, how many pins? Five pins. Okay. Okay, that's something. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was Zahid. All right, I'll take it. It's still. You get five or six pins? Five that's... pins, Taylor Vins. Yeah. Okay. okay, I love it. All right, I'm ha- sorry. Hodge, Hodge race back on. Well, not that it wasn't ever on, but we just hadn't seen Zahid yet. Yeah. He already canceled it. Yeah. But it's back on. Yeah, Zahid Valencia with <laughs> five, six pins open the year. Wow. If he does that in four matches, I will be utterly yeah. impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Six pins in four matches for Zahid. That's Nomad's headline. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time. Have a good weekend.